Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest disasters and figure out who's to blame. Today we're going to be talking about the Carnival Triumph cruise ship disaster. Warning, if you're currently eating or at a buffet, this might not be the episode to listen to while you're doing that. Also, if you're on a cruise ship at the moment, don't listen to this one. <laughs> now, let's dive in. Hello, party people. This is your cruise director. Welcome aboard the Carnival Triumph bound for Mexico. This is going to be the best vacation of your life. Join me for welcome mojitos on the Lido deck and wish all your troubles bon voyage. On February 7th, 2013, roughly 4,229 passengers and crew members boarded the Carnival Triumph ship, ready to enjoy a relaxing, fun, four-day Mexican cruise vacation. The ship set sail in the Gulf of Mexico from Galveston, Texas. Aboard, cruise-goers enjoyed meals in the Paris dining room, watched shows at the Rome Lounge, and danced away at Club Rio. It was business as usual. That is, until early Sunday morning, when a fire broke out in the engine room. The fire was put out quickly, but the ship's power was knocked out. This meant... All they could do was drift. Everyone on board was left with no AC, few functioning lights, limited water and food, and only five working toilets. That's right. Five working toilets. 
What happened next was a nightmare. Passengers described a horrific scene of sewage sweeping down the walls, urine-soaked floors, and passengers sleeping outside in the cold and rain to avoid the noxious fumes inside the cabins. They were asked to poop in bags and pee in their showers. They left their waste in red plastic bags that sat outside their rooms. Other cruise ships dropped off food and supplies as passengers waited for rescue. The ship was infamously dubbed the Poop Cruise, and many passengers wound up suing. All in all, it took four tugboats to bring the vessel into the closest nearby port in Mobile, Alabama. Around 9.30 p.m. on February 14, 2013, almost five days after their ordeal began, the ship docked and passengers began to disembark, a process that would take four to five hours. Luckily, all of the passengers and crew survived this terrible maritime disaster. Hello, party people. I'm here with some good news and some bad news. Bad news is there's been a fire in the engine room and we only have five toilets, so you're going to have to do your business in little red plastic baggies. The good news is the captain has declared an open bar tonight at Club Rio. Shit's ahoy! Fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. Of the 4,229 people on board, about 1,000 of those were estimated to be crew members. The trip was supposed to be four days, but lasted eight. The boat weighed 102,000 tons and was the length of three football fields. While there were no fatalities and no one was injured in the fire, a passenger with a pre-existing medical condition was taken off the ship as a precaution. In addition, the Coast Guard stated that they evacuated a passenger who reportedly suffered a stroke. There were five working toilets for the 4,229 people on board. That's like 846 people per toilet, which means that every person had approximately one minute and 42 seconds to use the toilet per day. On the second evening after the fire, on February 11th, the management decided to provide an open bar service for all passengers. This proved to be the wrong move. An investigation concluded that the open bar event was not a good idea because, quote, quite a few of the passengers had consumed too much alcohol, and the consumption of alcohol tends to decrease inhibitions and self-control. Although there weren't any reported injuries, many passengers reported lingering medical and mental problems caused by this hellish experience, including PTSD, anxiety, depression, and even aggravated hemorrhoids. Carnival continues to use the ship under the name Carnival Sunrise. So today we have a very special guest. We have uh, my friend and also the person who recommended this particular tragedy, Victor Kinaj. Now, what really drew you to this tragedy, Victor? I I think we're both from Miami. Of course. So cruise culture is part of Miami yes. culture. And I have a very special connection to cruise culture that I think... I should I should say at the very end to keep the listeners interested. Wow! So they have to like stay around to hear my little tidbit about. I love that little my, about my relationship to cruise. Also with us today are fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And producer Amanda Lund. Uh, hi, everyone. So I, I want to ask, who here has been on a cruise? I have. I'm raising my hand right now. Me too. We've all been on cruises. We've been on cruises. I've been on multiple. Uh, so I've been on a cruise ship in the 90s, in the 2000s. <laughs> One a decade. <laughs> One a decade. And That's what she does. 2010s. <laughs> That's amazing. I went on them when I was younger and my family, to save money, we would always go on a wintertime cruise to Ensenada. <laughs> I mean, let's get started on who we think is to blame for this absolutely hellish 
Disaster. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. What, Chris, you called it a first world di- disaster. Well, that's what it is, right? But the, in for our like f- sensitive first world um, sensibilities, for some reason, it sticks out as something that is unbearable. Well, the minute you say five bathrooms for five thousand people <laughs> or whatever it was, I think anyone. Coachella. Yeah. So let's start putting things up on the board. We just have to like right off the bat. Right off the bat, talk about Carnival Corporate, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, according to (laughs) cruiselawnews.com, quote, over and over again, Carnival engineers indicated on their Triumph inspection reports and maintenance records that one of the ship's diesel generators was way past due for maintenance. Mm. The cruise ship was out of compliance with the IMO's safety of life at sea requirements. Carnival irresponsibly delayed and deferred maintenance, maintenance and overhaul of the diesel engine. There was an article on CNN that said, The cruise line's own reports, inspections, and maintenance records detail a problem that had been developing on the Triumph for more than a year before the incident. Exclusive documents obtained by CNN now reveal the fiasco on the Triumph as a disaster waiting to happen. The crew of the Triumph set sail on February with only four of six generators fully operational. Four of six. Knowing that the company had an ongoing generator fire hazard in ships across its fleet, including the Triumph. So they knew that the ship was already prone to fires. This, this, this is not the first time there's been a fire on one of Carnival cruise ships. Especially in this, uh, what do they call it? One of it? the features of Carnival Cruises, you get a fire. <laughs> you know, that's if you don't get a fire, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. they're holding back. <laughs> you, I, I mean, it's just a, a bit of, n- not a bit, huge negligence, right, on their part. It's very cruise. It's like, relax, it's all going to be okay. Like, island you know, like, culture. Like, yeah. Island yeah. culture. Yeah, very island culture, yeah. Uh, honestly, why don't we just put island culture up? On the board. Island culture, yeah. As well as carnival corporate. Or like, is it island culture or cruise culture? Cruise culture. Cruise cruise culture. Because I think that gets at a... It's like vacation mindset, right? Yes, vacation mindset. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, what could go wrong? But that is cruise culture because I think part of the draw is that you do relinquish that control that you're just like we are on cruise control we uh, we have food mm-hmm. they're gonna feed us you know totally. they ring a bell and we like pigs come to the trough <laughs> and like they, they you eat it after midnight you know like a gremlin or something and then you you continue to do that for five days the booze not being included i think most cruise ships booze is you, you gotta to buy pay. the package you gotta buy the package yeah that's right <laughs> and then uh and then i think this gets to the larger issue and part of the reason I, I wanted to bring this up and i find so interesting about being part of cruise culture and from miami is that it is an extension of like colonialism like it is you know it is no one really talks about tourism in that way of like the final extension of t- tourism being both, I think, a c- curse and a cure, right? Like we tell people to travel, like you want to you get to know other cultures and you'll have this empathy for them. But in, in a cruise culture, it's very much like those ships landing in, you know, Havana or Puerto Rico way back when, sending out their feral pigs and killing all the Indians, mm-hmm. except you're going out and buying a straw hat and a ukulele or whatever, you know, thing they do. Or whatever they're curse, selling yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the port. Yeah, Re- yeah, yeah. Relive the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Absolutely, it's like, imagine yeah. they offered that as a cruise ship. That's it's like terrible. what it was like for... Yeah. Yeah, that is bad. That is then so, so what, bad. What happened shortly thereafter was not pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. And, and somehow the cruise culture is a little bit like that. Like, we, like here's the greatest hits. Well, <laughs> in know? a way, it, what it is is that you don't have to think about it. The second you get back on the ship, you've already forgotten, you know, where you were. Oh, You're 100%. on to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also looking here. You know, there's this whole thing with, like, I think to your point, Victor, like the cruise ships are ruining a lot of cities because they're bringing in all of these people to these port cities and the tourists are just like trampling the city not buying anything because they're getting everything included on the cruise ship so they're not putting any money into the economies of the places that they're visiting and then they're just leaving but hey baked alaska though right i mean that's the thing like 
Where else are you going to get baked Alaska? The dining but on experience. Like, yeah. There's like this one Surf dessert that's just floating in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> like you can only it's get so it in fun. the Atlantic. But Amanda, that's a really good point. And, and we'll get to it because I have some statistics that I think will Ooh, be I can't um, wait. really mm-hmm. interesting. Before we jump into that, I, I want to give you more evidence about this Carnival Cruise Corporation situation because the company has had a pattern. It's not the first time this sort of thing has happened. You mm-hmm. have a Kathy Lee story, I feel like that. Remember, she used to be the spokesperson for oh. Carnival Cruise Line. She had that really nifty song. Well, she's going up on the board. Yeah, yeah. Kathy Lee. Put her on Honestly, the board. Yeah. yeah. Kathy Lee. So news, there's an article in Newsweek that came out that has some, I, I would say, don't go to this article because it has some disgusting photos of the cruise. But go to it, obviously. Now you're going to go to it. And it says, quote, how many fires are acceptable? The Carnival Corporation is not alone when it comes to cruise ship fires. But the Triumph was the fourth fire in a Carnival ship in recent years that resulted in loss of power. There were the Carnival Ecstasy fire in 1998 that blackened its entire stern. Luckily, it caught fire when this, uh, in the site port of Miami. And there was... That was also Baked Alaska related. Just, that, <laughs> baked Alaska. is a very... Do you know what Baked Alaska is? I don't know what... You, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a, a... Is it a dish? It's. I swear to God, they only serve it on cruise ships. Okay. And it's like tri-color, like Neapolitan ice cream that then has... Not marzipan, but what do they... It's marshmallow. Marshmallow. Typically. That is then baked, right? It's baked and it's usually kind of singed on like a creme brulee. So it gets this kind of nice crusty outer shell. But then you right. and it, you cut into... Oh, it's a, and it's sorry, ice cream. It's, it's yes. not marshmallow. I'm so ignorant. It's meringue. Meringue. That's what it is. Meringue. <laughs> Amanda, yeah, yeah, get yeah, yeah, out yeah, of yeah. here. Yes, How dare you? Yes, you're candy ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're dessert ignorant. <laughs> Our baker listeners <laughs> are just so upset. <laughs> but then the thing comes to you on fire. So they light it up like a flambe in front of you. It's you know? That's another thing. Banana flambe. Like that's uh, another or bananas foster. Like that's sad. the thing. You know, uh-huh. they have these like very you know, the empire desserts. They're all the desserts yeah. of the empires, you know. You what is it. this thing? It's a banana. Well You're... let's let's pour alcohol. <laughs> What's that alcohol? Rum. All right, now light it all on fire, and why that we, is basically why are we lighting that is fire us on colonizing. That's, that's the colonies. It's like, all about a, the fire. Colonies. People yeah. are going nuts for it. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Victor, so, yeah. you're right. We're going to put... I'm going deep. I'm going deep. Yeah. Colonization is going to go up on the board. It's yeah, going really to go get up. At the root of right it. under Kathy Lee. So there was also this ship. There was the Tropical Fire, uh, and that was the following year that left the ship adrift in the Gulf of Mexico for two days with a tropical storm approaching. That's another nightmare. And then in 2006, a fire on the Star Princess, which was operated by a subsidiary of Carnival, Princess Cruises, damaged 100 cabins and led to litigation over the death of a passenger who suffered inhalation-related cardiac arrest. Mm. And they settled before the trial. Princess uh, Cruises admitted no wrongdoing in the settlement, of course. And then there was the Carnival Splendor Generator fire in 2010, which left thousands of passengers enduring days without power in the waters off Mexico before the ship was towed to San Diego. Uh, Carnival spokesperson Gillickson says early malfunctions were repaired and had nothing to do with the February 10th fire. So he's admitting that there were malfunctions on the ship, but they were all fine and they had nothing to do with that fire. I f- this thing escalates. This thing gets worse and worse. This might have been four days that they might have been out to sea and had a lovely time, and you get four extra days at sea, but so many other things happen in this case. Well, um, I-, I think there was the problem with the sewage. I mean, the sewage was the I biggest mean, problem. The also, biggest. Uh, why why are there only five functioning toilets is my question. Because... In all of these other cases, sure, the, the electricity went off, right? And that's terrible because if you have one of those cabins in the middle with no uh, windows or anything, I mean, that's... that T- Terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, and they were sleeping on the deck too, right? At some point. Well, they what happened up. was the carpets were so soaked with urine. Uh. <laughs> because the sewage was coming oh down the walls oh. that they couldn't... You couldn't breathe in the lower decks. Oh, God. You couldn't breathe. And so it was impossible to be there. And so they put everyone brought their mattress up to the the top deck. 
and they put sheets out and they just like camped. You gotta imagine there's gotta be one beautiful moment there through all that misery. (laughs) You look up and you're like, this is this is nice, you know. At least it doesn't smell like urine out here. (laughs) Maybe there was that one day where everyone got free uh, booze. Oh Oh, well, that so that is the uh, that's what I'm thinking, and that's what yeah that made one of the articles I read was someone was describing the passengers as savages, like (gasps) that the thing takes this incredibly dark turn, Uh very Lord of the Rings, or Lord of the Flies, sorry. I mean, I would love to see those two mashed up, but (laughs) the hobbits just, you know, are left to their own devices. Um, So someone's idea was, and it would be totally my idea, I would be like, oh, you know what we'd do? We're just going to offer, we'll take the hit on the bar, and that will be it, and everyone will have a great time, we'll get everyone drunk, and they'll go to sleep or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. not knowing, obviously, that the thing is, that the urine line is rising. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing, like, you're, you're, you're having these people at buffets. Right, so they need to oh, go. I know. You know, that's, that's right. Five thousand buttholes that have been lined up Good at both God. and five, you know, flushable and holes. People were experiencing diarrhea because I, I mean, I can only imagine if the, everyone with anxiety—that's the the number one thing oh it affects, God, right? Yes. And yeah. then number two, number two, um, <laughs> they. God. Sorry, guys. They were cooking without electricity, so. You know, oh my God. they, they yeah, were giving them, like that. Yeah. yeah, and on top of that, they, I think they were giving them like cheese and cucumber uh, sandwiches. <gasps> That's what they were eating because the the crew was functioning. <laughs> Can you they imagine? were just surviving. You're like, I'm here for the baked Alaska. Well, you get cucumbers and cheese. <laughs> oh, like that is bad. That's Brutal. bad. Yeah, and yeah. What is kind of like a, a, a sickening part of the journey is that at the last day when they're getting close to Alabama, they're they're almost towed all the way back. They make everyone bring the mattresses down to their rooms because they didn't want the cameras. To capture, Ah, to to make it look like a tent city, right? There are photos in that Newsday article of, they they tried to like kind of last minute fix it with the passengers and they made them quote like a surf and turf (gasps) meal. Surf and turf lunch, and if you see the sh- the <laughs> the photos of the lobster, it's like these lobsters with like this huge brownish surf and uh, turd. Yeah, <laughs> a surf and turd. Surf and turd. I don't know how to explain oh, it. It's no. like you know the, the just like brown around the inside of the meat of the lobster. Oh, it's oh, gosh. disgusting. Yeah. Of course, the passengers filed a lawsuit, and Carnival defends the lawsuit by saying that no one was physically er- injured. Plus, it claimed that the cruise line offers no promise of a safe trip and passengers have no right to sue for unsafe or unsanitary conditions during the cruise. Oh, my God. So, you know that fine print that you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, accept terms, accept terms. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it's saying. We don't, we we won't promise a safe trip. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, That makes sense to me, though. What? Because like, how can you guarantee safe passage? You know what I mean. I like in the so. end, like, right. like anything could happen. That's the, the true. earth could open up and swallow you whole. Like that's I think the litigators like think that far ahead, right? You know? right. And you take it upon yourself. You say, look, we are doing this thing. You're going out into the open ocean on this thing run by a bunch of, you know, humans, teenagers from other. I mean, they're in a lot of cases, the crew is like very young, right? Overworked, like, overworked. Yeah. That's right. And and you're you're out there, you know, you're hoping for the best with desserts that are on fire. This is a, this is a disaster <laughs> when it happens. It's Imagine. all made to not make you think about the fact that you're floating in the middle of the ocean and you're so vulnerable. The whole premise of a cruise is so unnatural yes why would you put yourself and it's magical when when you are on a cruise to the fact that it's even happening that so many people are on a boat in the middle of the ocean there's tons of food and it just keeps coming (laughs) there's tons of entertainment the boat's not really rocking it's just all so unnatural but it just goes to show that it's it's only working by a hair like it only takes one thing to go wrong and it all 
it's a house of cards. It does seem like that. House of cards on the water. On the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House of cards on the water. That's what, like imagine telling an Italian immigrant that came over like to Ellis Island way back when that you're going on a vacation <laughs> on the same cruise they took back, and and you ask them how was your crossing? You're like, well, I lost two cousins and my wife, but you know, at least I'm here. And you're like, well, we're doing it for fun, you know, so the kids can just run around. Like that's it. Like it's like it's an it's an madness. It's this we have evolved to this place that we're doing things that used to cost lives. But now we do them for fun. Um, So let's talk about the cruise industry at large. Yes. Right? Newsweek says, James Walker, a leading Miami attorney who once represented the cruise lines and now represents passengers and crews, says his worst cases tend to involve loved ones coming home in body bags. Jeez. (laughs) Jeez, James. Um, And uh, that crews regularly work long hours months at a time without days off, and they push their ships just as hard as their crew. The bigger question that people should be asking, Walker says, is why are so many ships catching fire and losing power? Experts at recent congressional hearings on cruise safety tallied 79 cruise ship fires between uh, 1990 and 2011, and says Walker, I've counted 11 more fires since then. This uh, was in 2013. So 11 fires right after that. Uh, Jim Hall, headed, uh, head of the National Transportation Safety Board during the Clinton administration, says that the industry is watched over by, quote, paper tigers like the International Maritime Organization and suffers from, quote, bad actors. It's just a scam. It's just a scam. It's crazy. Like, what are they selling? They're selling basically a size a skyscraper turned on its side in the middle of the ocean. Why is that appealing? Well, because you don't have to hang out with your kids. So it's just a giant daycare boat? Pretty much. I think for some people, it's a giant daycare boat. I gotcha. Boat. There's probably some swinger culture. There's probably mm. like, there's all kinds of things. I mean, then they do Lululemon cruises. That they starts do, to like, make more sense. Cruises. So, so when you introduce like a cult, now that starts to make sense to me. Or like the Golden Girls, That's like what, what Clayton is on. Right, yes, right, right, right. right. Let's take a second right now to talk to a recent cruise ship survivor and one of our fan favorites, Clayton Early. Hello, Rebecca. You just went on a cruise. From the the sounds of it, you survived. I am alive and I am on the other side of the cruise, so I did survive. (laughs) Can you tell us some of the specifics about the cruise that you were just on last week? Sure. So just in a nutshell, this was a five-day cruise out of Miami, stopping in Cozumel, Mexico, and Key West, Florida, until we got back to Miami. Um, It was of just over 2,000 people. Um, a thousand of which were part of the Golden Fans at Sea, which I was there for, which was a Golden Girls fan club slash event on this celebrity Infinity Cruise. (laughs) It was a celebrity cruise. Now, is that part of the Carnival brand? No, Carnival, we did, there's lots of cruise ships on the port or on the dock there, and there were some Carnival ships that um, celebrity, I don't know what else they own, but I do know that they are not part of Carnival. (laughs) Now, let's talk about the COVID-19 virus. Was this a common conversation amongst the passengers? Yes. I mean, as we were entering the ship, they had a woman, I mean, where we docked, it could have been a man in another part, but there were people at every entrance going, washy-washy, and they were making... What? They were squirting... (laughs) Washy-washy was the term, and they were squirting hand sanitizer into everyone's (laughs) hand, and there were hand sanitizer dispensers Everywhere, And I'm not sure if that's just like a regular cruise thing or uh, added precaution because of the corona. But my guess is that they they added more and that they didn't normally have people like literally people manning the entrances to the buffet going washy washy and like (gasps) offering you hands. (laughs) Were there other precautions that you felt like they were um, taking? Uh, against the spread of the virus? I mean, honestly, this is what I'll say. It seemed like a lot of lip service. Other than, like, the hand sanitizer, and everyone saw they'd rope off a piece of carpet, and they'd be, like, sanitizing it, probably because someone spilled or threw up. Who knows? But, like, they they said that they were doing, like, more thorough cleaning of, like, you know, the heavy traffic areas, which I never really witnessed. And when we arrived, they said that there was going to be, like, heavy screening before they let you on the ship. 
And when we showed up, they, they checked us in and they're like, okay, this kid who was probably like 19, just like this is his, you know, summer job. It's just like, have you been to any of these countries? Have you felt sick in the last, you know, two weeks? Have you been around? And we're just like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay, welcome aboard. <laughs> oh, that's the heavy screening. Did they take any passenger temperatures after, like, after disembarking the ship? Did you see people? Not a one that I saw. <gasps> I mean, literally, this is what I saw when we were exiting the ship. Two just chefs from the ship were standing out on the dock, dancing, going, bye, thanks for coming. <gasps> and, like, the cruise director was just sitting right there going, thank you. This British guy like, thank you so much. Have a great time. You know, thanks for coming. And they're like, this is it. Like, there's no, there was no thermometer. There was nothing. We were just back in Miami. Are you feeling sick at the moment? I have to say, like, unlimited, like, all you can, anything, eat, drink, whatever. It's really just not a good mix with human people. <laughs> people shouldn't be doing all they can do with anything. So we definitely felt, like, rock bottom ill. Like, do you think you'll ever cruise again? No. Wow. Well, Clayton, thank you so much for talking to us about this cruise ship experience. You know, our main takeaway is washy-washy. Washy-washy. And I'm sorry if I offended anybody at the Celebrity Corporation. I just feel like maybe I'm not a cruise person. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Alarmist. And now back to our conversation. 
But this is really interesting. So the maritime industry is the oldest transportation industry around. We're talking centuries. It's a culture that has never been broken as the aviation industry was. And you see evidence of that culture in the Costa Concordia, which was a different disaster um, accident. Now, the Costa Concordia was the one uh, off the coast of Italy that went too close to the shore and crashed and 30 people died. Oh, that's terrible, And that was the one where the captain left the ship before everyone was out. Wow. So he actually went to he jail. He has a talk show now. It worked out. Right? <laughs> no, from <laughs> he's in jail. <laughs> but anyway, that was also owned by Carnival Cruise Lines. That uh, was a, a like a subsidiary. Subsidiary, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in the hierarchy of cruise ships, I think Carnival is the economy cruise line. Mm-hmm. Should we say? Yes, That's right. True. Like there's Norwegian Princess. Yeah, yeah. Disney. I think Disney is, is yeah pretty yeah. good. So I, I know Carnival's the ones I would take. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> to go to Ensenada in the winter. Those I think it's the only one the we've only been, ones on ones on been on too. Yeah. So this is a, another quote. Ships may seem and feel American, but are mostly flagged in countries like the Bahamas or Panama in order to operate outside of what he says are reasonable safety standards. It is and has been an outlaw industry. So far, we guys, we've got to put more stuff up on the board. Yeah. So well, far, we only have Carnival Corporation, Vacation Mindset, uh, uh, Kathy Lee Griffin, and Colonization. Well, That's all we have. Also, the cruise ship industry, that large, the industry oh, at yeah. large. Cruise industry. Industry, right? Because there are um, no standards. We're talking about maritime law and that's how true. That's nebulous true. it that's is and, and, and seemingly piratic. Is that a word? Yeah, right? like piratic. piratic. Piratic, yes. So there was this Vox article that came out it's great article by aditi shrikant i definitely said that wrong um and the headline is coronavirus cruise ship outbreak confirms cruises are bad disease spread along with environmental destruction and sexual assault allegations is just one of the arguments against cruising and this article makes the argument that not only are cruises bad for the environment but a lot of crazy Shit happens on cruises. First of all, Mm. the Diamond Princess recently quarantined in Japan is also owned by the Carnival Cruise Corporation. Oh, what? Oh, I thought I called it Princess earlier, but yeah, right, right. Um, The Diamond Princess. Oh, it's called the Diamond (laughs) Princess, owned by Carnival Cruise Line. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, uh, So the article goes on to say, as recent events have indicated... Cruises can be bastions of disease. Ships can also be dangerous with high sexual assault rates, frequent poisonings, and the ever-present possibility of going overboard. And of course, cruises are horrible for the environment. Their heavy and growing use of fossil fuels means someone on a seven-day cruise produces the same amount of emissions as they would during 18 days on land. So seven a week equals 18 days on land. And they can damage fragile ocean ecosystems due to practices like irresponsible disposal of sewage. Um, As opposed to working with the places they port, many cruises invest in terminals that only benefit their own economic interests. According uh, to Klein's book, cruises threaten to boycott destinations if they attempt to raise their port charges, which can be as little as $1 per person. In 2004, the Florida Caribbean Cruise Association's 12 members threatened to boycott Antigua and Barbuda, Barbuda, not Barbados, because the countries raised their port charges to $2.50 per person. That threat worked and the ports backed off. Should we put the Florida Caribbean Cruise Association? I thought I'd bring this topic here and we just talk about people shitting into red bags. But this, we're scratching, there's a big, there's a whole thing here. This is like a... Totally. Yeah. It really makes you think about what a cruise... This is crazy. I have two more things that I think are are important to put up on the board. Number one being the pipes. The Mm -hmm. pipes on the cruise ship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, The inciting incident was a flexible pipe on the fuel oil return line forward of the number six engine located in the center section of the aft engine room by the way if i go on vacation the one thing i want is like a nice toilet right i guess your your expectations on on a boat really should be lowered yeah look at the pictures (laughs) look at the pictures pictures. i feel like that's a great that's a life hack right there but the actual pipes um where it started it had no test certificate so they hadn't they weren't being checked 
Subsequent to the installation of this pipe and prior to its failure, Carnival issued a requirement that new flexible hoses or pipes that are not individually tested and certified by, by the manufactured must be tested after installation for possible malfunctions and leakages. So they weren't being checked for all of these malfunctions. Uh, I put pipes up on the board, but if pipes goes to the alarmist jail, I am not going to be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. Well, it's the people who are who are in charge of the like, maintenance. Is, yes, maintenance. Pipe I feel maintenance. like maintenance is a better thing. Because yeah. I think maintenance is also the generator. Those are the people who are supposed to... That's their job. Yeah. Their literal job is to do this. And maybe they would say they're not supported by the industry. And the industry is saying we're just catering to the... Cruise right. culture, the they're just, you know, the Marushka doll of just like, you know, pushing, culpability. What do you call it? Yeah, culpability, yeah. like pushing down the excuses. Yep. And then lastly, uh, maritime law. The various regulating bodies that oversee these ships and cruises from above, it seems like the fact that many of these vessels are not technically American ships means that they don't get regulated the way that the av- aviation industry does, for example. Just straight up maritime law. I would say the only other person to consider, and I don't know if this is a amalgam of people is whoever decided to give everyone that alcohol mm. do you Management. know what I mean because yeah, that was imagine the- if like they locked up the alcohol and like look we really need you all to we're gonna do a meditation you know and we're gonna eat a little less or whatever and this can become a health group like they're I, I just wonder the leadership of the I mean maybe that's the captain maybe that's oh. like Good question. I, I know it was part. It was the management. It was the management. I'm trying to look for a to get a name for somebody who did that. Like, I, but I can't find anybody. The management. Yeah. Should we say manager? Yeah. The management. You also in the beginning, Rebecca mentioned a few people were hellavacked off of the cruise ship. I think two guests were. I can see myself like trying to feign a serious illness to get <laughs> out of there. I, I like the idea of imagining what you would do in this scenario. We can go there. Do you know what I mean? Because that is, that is to me, very interesting. And that's where I, I think, like, this story was not big news. You know, this mm-hmm. was like a Yahoo News, like, little thing. And, and I think because of my relationship to cruise culture, I was like, what's that? Yeah. What's that? I need to see that. And, well, it and says it, poop cruise on it the It says headline. poop cruise. Like, you got to <laughs> click on the poop cruise on Yahoo News, you know? But I started immediately thinking and it's fine i wasn't thinking about necessarily myself i was thinking about that that person who maybe they're a single parent or something who saved up for this cruise and like they want their kids to just go have a great time and all of a sudden they found themselves in a mini apocalypse just reading these articles there's like a woman who was saving up to for their daughter's uh graduation gift this was the graduation gift you know there i mean w- that what a great graduation gift this is real life <laughs> yeah we're gonna take you out get, to get ready and people are gonna shit in bags and you're gonna see it for what it truly is like, well to your question <laughs> victor what would you do because the first time that pop that, that popped into my head what would i do was when people started bringing mattresses up onto the top floor yes. i feel like i would have been one of the first people to do that yeah because the real estate on sort of like the non-room real estate becomes a, at a premium, and you'd want to alloc- you'd want to get as much of that as possible for you and your family. Mm-hmm. So you'd I'd I'd want to I'd want to find a corner of the non. Kristen's into soaked- one of those savages. Well, I don't think that's a savage move. I just think you you don't want to be in the urine-soaked hallways, so you get up out into no. the yeah. fresh air. You don't know how long. You don't know it's going to be four And you days. just start building a fort. Yeah. Yeah. You start building a fort. Yeah. Yeah, you start collecting food. You start hoarding whatever like non-perishable food you can find. Yeah. Water. Well, I had an experience where I was on a boat once out in the open sea, and I didn't know how long I was going to be stuck out there. And I started hoarding water bottles after a while. I did. I put like three in my tote. <gasps> Whoa. Because like I was secretly? like, I could, yeah, because I was like, I could see something going wrong here. And, and that's when I knew I was old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I'm with the hoarding section because I'm also like uh, small. And so yeah, yeah. I feel like I could get into. <laughs> you could <laughs> crawl small. through a vent yeah. and get into the like. The <laughs> into the kitchen, the back kitchen area. Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess, I guess my first thing me. is make alliance with all of you because you all yeah. have great ideas. Right. You've got the water. You've got. The, <laughs> well, we yeah. just turned into skills. hunters and gatherers. And you've got the territory. Did. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's survivor. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You know what I would really obsess over is the the toilet time. Mm. So because I would want to create some system where it's like a, a alarm based or like timer based uh, to make sure it's fair and even. You mean? Yeah. Mm. 
Um, Which is one minute, right? Didn't they? Some one minute one and forty. Yeah, I, like, I, I, yeah. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> oh minute no, that was my math. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was your math. Oh yes, my God. I, I spent people. a good twenty minutes trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. My lack of trust for other people. I think that doing a good job mm-hmm. would kick in that, to high gear. Yes, it would. It would be a nightmare. Oh my God, watching Rebecca just I uh, just imagining Rebecca trying to talk to a manager. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And you know there would be just these desperate people trying to control the group. Yeah. And it's That just, would probably be me. I, I was keeping would, quiet, but I it, not control the group. But, but you'd I would step up as a, a leader of I sorts. Would, yes. And, you know, it's funny because I'm always haunted by this, like, this one piece of advice, uh, this thing about, like, the, the, the leader who doesn't want the responsibility is the true leader. But meanwhile, I'm like, I'll, I'll lead. You know, I'm like, first one to be like, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll direct that. Not to self-promote, but I... I feel like if you're stuck on a cruise, The Alarmist would be an amazingly therapeutic podcast to listen to. <laughs> Don't you think? I think so. Because Bring just like what Victor's saying, out, humor, yeah. but also just like pr- it'll provide perspective. On the yeah. scale of things, this is not the worst thing, but it I, I can only imagine how it could feel like the uh, worst 100%. thing. 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And entitlement is probably the, the worst enemy in that case to human yeah. nature. That's fueling everything. Because really, your privilege has gotten you into this situation. Do you know well, what I mean? So, And you're there to just eat, drink, and, you know, mm-hmm. Do we want you know, to put privilege and entitlement <laughs> up on the board? I also think if you're going to put that, you kind of have to put hedonism in a way. Because Ooh, oh, I think that might be, yes. That's it. Yes, there's are, entitlement within hedonism. That's yes. right. Yes. I love it. They're the peak of hedonism, yes. really. And then this was like hedonism taken to a different yes. level in a yeah. way because all the societal structure just melted away and it became every I mean, man or woman for their days and there was shit running down <laughs> the walls. That's oh, all God. it took. And let's, I just want to point this out. It was Valentine's Day. How sexy is that? Oh, right. It was Valentine's Day. I didn't even put that together on the, the dates. Yeah, they came back on Valentine's Day. I mean, it, poor you know. sexually charged couples. <laughs> Hit okay. us with the, the, the things up on the board. Things up on the board. Who's to blame? Carnival Triumph. Disaster. Carnival Corporation. Vacation Mindset. Kathy Lee Gifford. Colonization. Cruise Industry. Pipe slash Maintenance. Maritime law, cruise manager for the not so happy hour, and <laughs> hedonism. I feel like we can take Kathy Lee Gifford off. Can we give her the big slap? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, she started being a spokesperson way before. Yeah. And she's um, been through so much. She has. Yeah, she has. <laughs> she has. And she, and she brings me joy anytime I see her on, on the telly. I don't think we can take the cruise manager for the not so happy hour just yet. No, yeah, because that's where it escalates. That's really the moment. But that can also link back to hedonism, mm-hmm. which means like even if there was an open bar, you don't have to partake at the open bar. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where that's like a two-way street right there. I have a suggestion for what to cross off. Yeah. I think colonization is uh, cause for a lot of pain and some and you know, but uh, it's done. We've done it. But I just don't know that. It's responsible for this particular, for this particular disaster, disaster. Yeah, um, we can take that off. Yeah, I guess we I mean, could, vacation mindset really goes in uh, combines with hedonism. Yes, let's let's combine those, and I think we can go, combine maintenance and management. And, and while then, that, I guess, would that all just be the Carnival Corporation? And then I think that gets folded into Carnival Corporation. So yeah. I'm going to take off maritime law. I'm sorry, a cruise manager and pipes and maintenance, and we're going to leave up. Carnival, Carnival. Yes, I think that's great. I think that's good. Maritime law, huh? Let's let's think about that. It's, it's going to be tough to blame maritime law. They're setting the standards, right? They're they're kind of like in charge. But they're not in charge of cruise. They're in right. charge of just Making- what happens out there, right? So that tugboat and all that's the reason they didn't go to Mexico. They went to Alabama. Yeah, that's all maritime law. That's how they're des- deciding those things. And I guess money too is probably the thing. If, for me, the logic is that within Carnival Cruise Line. There is the cruise industry, but they are still responding to hedonism. Based off that, I think we can take maritime law out. Right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think that was a really good point. Yeah. Um, Plus, sea captains can marry you. That's cool. Just reading through the crossed out names, a lot of them can be sort of folded into the Carnival Corporation. We're talking about the manager. Oh, right, 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 right. We're talking right. about Kathy Lee. Grifford, Gifford, <laughs> Gifford. We're talking about the pipes. 
and the maintenance. I could do it. I could give it to Carnival. And then maybe the slap is to... I think hedonism gets a slap for me. <laughs> I mean, hedonism wants the. <laughs> that's, that's, the that's the really good yeah, thing. Is like hedonism it. wants it. It likes it getting it the likes big slap. It. it likes when you get wrong yeah. with I, it. I think. Yeah. Look. <laughs> Carnival. What they did at the corporation at a corporation level, like, is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Yeah. I, I don't think that you can uh, say that you're yeah. going to take people out. It, they it's escalated. Lying. They escalated this thing. Mm-hmm. They yeah. didn't take care of their ships. They put those people on there, put them at risk, and then they escalated it by and not having the pipes and then having the managers give out the alcohol. So I think it all falls yeah. back to And then to, trying to cover it up too is really pretty shit. It's mm-hmm. gross. I think for me, it's settled. Hedonism, you get the big slap. Carnival Cruise Corporation, you're going to the alarmist jail. Where there is no baked Alaska. Wow. <laughs> nice. Um, so why don't you tell us... Uh, All right, you guys ready? Yeah, I want okay, to hear your story. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I owe cruises for my existence because my parents met on a cruise. <gasps> my, my father was a busboy. On a weekend Bahama cruise, right? He's from Portugal. His family's from all over. But his he's from Portugal, and he got out of the country by getting on a cruise ship. And my mom, her parents were like retirees, like in Miami. It was a very weird thing. And so they dragged her along on this cruise ship. And this, this little busboy saw her and asked the other busboy whose table it was. He paid him like 20 bucks if he could take the table. And that was it. Oh, that wow. is a great story. They're still together. Oh, that's yeah. I think your parents might get the big clap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's very sweet. They would like that. I think they would like that. After the poop cruise disaster, immediately after the ship docked, Carnival put the passengers on buses heading either to New Orleans or to their origin point of Galveston, Texas. The company had promised to cover all travel expenses home and give each passenger $500 in compensation, as well as a credit, a credit for another cruise. According to CNN, while Carnival Cruise Lines insisted that what happened on the Triumph was just an accident, the company has dedicated $300 million in a fleet-wide safety upgrade, focusing on detecting and preventing any potential fire hazard in its engine rooms. The company also points out to the passengers suing that the cruise line never promised a safe trip. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist the on Twitter, at the Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Join us next week as we'll be talking about the Hillsborough Stadium disaster. Erios. Powered by ACAS. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.